This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, President Biden makes it official by signing the Inflation Reduction Act. The IRS is having trouble spending its taxpayer dollars. And Congress goes after sexual misconduct in junior ROTC programs. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. President Joe Biden signs the $740 billion Inflation Reduction Act into law. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. About half that spending goes to climate and energy projects. The Postal Service gets $3 billion to spend on electric vehicles and charging infrastructure. The General Services Administration gets more than $3 billion to invest in low-carbon emission construction materials and technologies that will make federal buildings more sustainable. President Joe Biden says the legislation will help his administration meet its green government goals. This bill is the biggest step forward on climate ever can allow us to boldly take additional steps toward meeting all of my climate goals. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. We also know the Inflation Reduction Act promises the IRS $80 billion to help staff up over the next decade. But Congress says current hiring efforts are in trouble. Senators Bob Menendez and Bill Cassidy joined Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger and Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick in saying the IRS is not on track to hire 10,000 new employees by the end of next year. The agency so far is less than halfway to its goal of hiring 5,000 employees before the end of this calendar year. Meanwhile, the agency has about a million more paper tax returns in its backlog than it did at this same point last year. The lawmakers are leading 89 of their congressional colleagues in a letter outlining their concerns to the IRS. The Office of Personnel Management is reaffirming some diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility goals for federal agencies. OPM Director Karen Ahuja has met with leaders from the National Organization of Blacks in Government in Cleveland, Ohio this week. The Employee Resource Group provides support to rising black leaders across the federal government. Ahuja says she hopes the priorities in the president's management agenda will create more federal opportunities for underserved groups and communities. Agencies have less than a week to start easing a few COVID-19 policies. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. The Safer Federal Workforce Task Force says by August 22nd, agencies should stop any COVID-19 screenings that differentiate based on vaccination status. The task force tells agencies to stop asking individuals if they're vaccinated when coming to federal facilities. When exposed to COVID-19, those who aren't fully vaccinated should now follow the same safety procedures as those who are. The changes align with the CDC update that eased COVID-19 guidelines. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. Congress is investigating assault and harassment in the military's junior ROTC programs. The House Oversight and Reform Committee informed the Defense Department that it's looking into how the Pentagon oversees investigations of sexual assault, hazing, and harassment in the programs. Over the last five years, prosecutors have brought charges against at least 33 instructors related to sexual misconduct. 
The General Services Administration is losing a key technology leader. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Dave Savinovich, the Deputy Commissioner of GSA's Federal Acquisition Service and the Director of the Technology Transformation Service, is leaving on September 9th. He returned to GSA after a three-year absence in 2021 to help further IT modernization efforts. Lauren Bracey-Scheidt will be the acting TTS director until the GSA administrator appoints a new permanent one. She has been deputy director of TTS since May and previously worked at 18F. This was Savinovich's second tour at GSA. He worked there from 2015 to 2018. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Army is once again delaying its flagship pay and personnel program. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. The Integrated Personnel and Pay System Army is supposed to make pay and benefits easier for soldiers and give them a talent marketplace to show off their skills. However, the system's getting bogged down once again by technical issues. The Army says the third release of the program will be delayed due to readiness issues and failed stress tests. The third release of the system is supposed to give all Army components essential personnel and talent services. The Army already delayed this iteration of the program by nearly a year last October. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Seven law enforcement agencies are facing pressure from Capitol Hill over how they buy and use citizen data from companies. The Justice Department, along with the FBI, the DEA, and the ATF, and the Homeland Security Department, along with CBP and ICE, must provide House lawmakers documents and details about the data they're buying from companies, like data brokers. Chairman Benny Thompson and Jerry Nadler of the House Homeland Security and Judiciary Committees, respectively, want answers and documents by August 30th. The lawmakers are concerned that improper acquisition of this data can impact statutory and constitutional protections designed to safeguard Americans' due process rights. The Homeland Security Department is experimenting with adding new technologies to the public alert warning system. The technologies include using GPS navigation applications for evacuation routes and safety zones. These would be communicated to the public's vehicles in near real time. DHS also tested technologies to display hazard and evacuation alert information on the infotainment screens in vehicles. For the first time in the Department of Defense's history, one military branch is in control of all military satellite communication functions. The Army transferred control of their satellite communications mission to the Space Force during a ceremony on Monday. The ceremony transferred about 200 civilians and 300 military personnel from serving in the Army to the Space Force. The satellite communications constellations provide information to everyone from the president to interagency and international partners conducting global operations. The 53rd Space Operations Squadron is now the only DOD organization that will conduct payload and transmission controls for the satellites. In June, the Navy transferred more than a dozen satellites and additional personnel to the Space Force. FEMA is rallying community and faith-based leaders as hurricane season kicks into gear. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell says local leaders' efforts are more important than ever in disaster recovery. To that end, Criswell highlighted changes FEMA has made, including updating its FEMA app, a personalized disaster resource to empower citizens to take charge of any disaster they face. Chriswell met with faith-based and community leaders to help citizens before a natural disaster occurs by sharing hurricane preparedness and response information. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. 
For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, August 17th, 2022, I'm Peter Masurlian. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.